0: On this episode of Fantasy NFL Today, we start a brand new conference, the only conference left in the AFC, with that being the AFC West. I have an awesome double header for you today. That's right, I'm bringing you two episodes on this very Wednesday. We're going to break down the Los Angeles Chargers first, and then we're going to head over to the Kansas City Chiefs for episode two. You won't want to miss it. I have some really nice gems for you to go out and pluck, especially in this Chargers episode. We're talking Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler. Great team to get some great value, and it all starts right now. the fantasy nfl today presented by hoop ball today is wednesday july 28th i am your host anthony germain and you can find me on twitter at the talking sunday handle that's t-a-l-k-i-n-g talking sunday that's all one word and how is everybody feeling out there today on this hump day can you believe it's already the end of july The end of the summer is near, training camps are fully underway, and football is on the horizon. I hope everyone is getting their mocks in. The more you mock, the more familiar you'll be heading in to your drafts. Get a feel for where everyone is coming off the board. Have a plan of attack. Be ready to snipe your sleepers, the guys we've been giving you here on this podcast. Attack, attack, attack. Use those generic cheat sheets from Yahoo, ESPN, and CBS as your weapon against your opponents. Let the sheep in your league brainlessly follow those cheat sheets as we methodically go against the grain and get our guys. We have an excellent show for you today as we start a brand new conference, the last conference in the AFC, and today I'm feeling extra spunky as a nice treat, I'm going to drop two episodes for you that's right a double header is on the slate for this fine wednesday because i just love all of you listeners that much so today we're breaking down the afc west by starting with the most electrifying team pun intended the lightning bolts san diego superchargers yes they are still the san diego chargers in my world because let's be honest There are no Chargers fans in the city of Los Angeles. I've lived there for almost 10 years, and it's true. It's damn true. LA's number one football team is dominated by the Rams, and their number two team by far is still the Raiders. There's just no room for these Chargers, and that's sad because this team is booming and on the right track towards success. But unfortunately, there won't be much support for this team no matter how good they get. Each home game in that beautiful new stadium will be filled with probably an 80% clip from fans of the away team. L.A. is home to one of the largest transplant cities in the world. And you can expect their first home game against the Cowboys to be filled with Cowboy fans. Womp womp. But anyways, let's get into these Chargers and find those gems because that's what we do best here on Fantasy NFL Today. That's what we do on this pod. We find the hidden gems to help you dominate your league. We're finding all the value so you can leave your opponents in the dust and dominate. The goal is to make the dance no matter your record. If you're in the dance, you have a chance. Let me say that one more time. If you're in the dance you have a chance get into the playoffs and anything can happen so here we go as always it's important to look at any coaching changes coaching changes equal different schemes different schemes means different player usage and different player usage opens the door to new opportunity or in some cases less opportunity one of the biggest mistakes fantasy players make is assuming the same old same old don't head into the new fantasy season and assume things will just be the same as last year it will come back to bite you hard and in this case the chargers have completely revamped the coaching staff they fired anthony lynn and hired brandon staley who was the rams defensive coordinator they also let go of offensive coordinator shane steichen and hired joe lombardi who was the quarterback coach for the new orleans saints For the last six seasons this is the guy we need to focus on since the head coach is a defensive guy now lombardi did get his shot at offensive coordinating duties back in 2014 and 2015 with the detroit lions where his offense finished at the 23rd and 18th best overall for those seasons it's not as great as you'd like to see but he did finish in the top 12 in passing both seasons which should be good news for herbert and the wide receiver core but finished in the bottom five in rushing for both of those seasons. The hope here is that he gained enough knowledge under head coach Sean Payton, who's a phenomenal coach, to boost his previous experience with the Lions. So let's start with Lombardi's strength in the passing game. After saying goodbye to long-term starter Phillip Rivers, the Chargers were fortunate enough to land rookie quarterback Justin Herbert with the number six overall pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. If it weren't for an accidental injection to Tyrod Taylor, causing a partial lung collapse from the medical staff, we may have not gotten that sweet, sweet treat from Justin Herbert last year. Herbie was immediately thrusted into that starting position, and the young buck seized the opportunity, setting the league ablaze. He set the rookie record, the rookie touchdown record, passing for over 4,300 yards 31 touchdowns and only 10 interceptions now what does this say about the previous coaching staff how could they not have seen the talent of this young man during the offseason when you hear a lot of these film guys say that 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 things really jump off the tape you know they'll, they'll say that when they're watching tape you know he really pops he really jumps off the tape I never really quite understood that fully until I watched Herbert last year he was the first guy I watched on TV and just went, wow. Like, oh, wow. That's, that's what they're talking about. That's it. The speed, the release, the zip on his ball, everything just popped. I mean, he is the guy. And I'm going to be honest here. I'm going to be real honest with you guys. This is the quarterback I need this year. This is the quarterback you all need this year. He's the guy. He finished as the QB nine overall in fantasy and was going super late in drafts or was a beautiful waiver wire grab for some of you. He finished as the highest grade quarterback under pressure and played better on the move than from a clean pocket, which is the other beauty of Herbert. He can move. He can move. He's athletic. He took off for 234 passing yards and tacked on five rushing touchdowns. He has great size to him. He's six foot six. 236 pounds and he's in the perfect spot if you're following my robust running back strategy draft strategy to go grab late in the fifth round remember after you have solidified your foundation with at least two preferably three stud high volume backs and added a premier wide receiver we're starting to look for our qb1 in round five The only QB I'm considering taking earlier, maybe in round four, if available, is Lamar Jackson because he is like adding a running back in your quarterback slot. He has a floor of 1,000 rushing yards, and that's such an advantage to have over everybody else in your league. Let everyone take Mahomes early and fall behind in grabbing dominant running backs or wide receivers and let them chase. Let them chase their whole draft. Let everyone take Josh Allen, who's due for regression after his pinnacle season. Let everyone take the popular pick with Kyler Murray or Dak Prescott. You sit back and wait to grab this year's guy, Justin Herbert, at the end of the fifth round. Be surgical. Be smart. Because the other thing here is, the Chargers revamped their offensive line, which should alleviate the pressure with the addition of first-round pick Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern, and pro bowl center corey lindsley who they picked up from the packers during free agency this new and improved line further validates our reasoning for taking justin herbert to be our qb1 and feel very confident about it with more time comes better decision making for Herbie to get that ball out to this experienced receiving core that we should all be very excited about so let's start with the best one on the team With 147 targets last season, averaging just above 12 per game, Herbert's favorite guy, Keenan Allen, returns for his ninth season with the Superchargers. Even though he's been labeled as an injury-prone guy, he's been relatively healthy over the past four seasons, averaging amazing 1,200 yards and 6.5 touchdowns per season. Only DeAndre Hopkins and Michael Thomas have had at least 100 catches in three seasons since 2017, making Keenan Allen a fantastic get in PPR formats and for my robust running back draft strategy. He is the perfect wide receiver to add after solidifying your team with those two workhorse running backs in round one and two, as we then start to look for the undervalued elite wide receiver in round three if all other qualifying running backs are off the board. And here with Mr. Keenan Allen, we have just found that. In other words, we're All chargered up this year because all their players are falling perfectly into place when you follow the robust running back strategy. They're falling right in our laps. In these early rounds, we're still looking for consistency, and that's exactly what we get year in and year out with Keenan Allen. Being only 29 years old, he still has plenty left in the tank and hasn't shown any signs of slowing down. I like him better. Then receivers like Justin Jefferson, who are going five spots higher than him, as talented as Jefferson is, he'll continue to battle for targets with Adam Thielen. Keenan might be the best option, not talented, but best option outside of Allen Robinson in round three. Other receivers like Amari Cooper, Julio Jones, CeeDee Lamb, and even A.J. Brown will all be competing for targets on the opposite side of the field. Keenan is an absolute go get in the third round as Herbert continues to improve off an already impressive rookie campaign. And since he's already locked in as his favorite target, we should just continue to see Keenan do Keenan things. Like most years, I think he's undervalued, and you can confidently plug him in as your wide receiver one and run away with it. Now, on the other side of the field, here's something really interesting. Mike Williams is expected to play the X receiver spot in Joe Lombardi's new offense. It's the Michael Thomas role. Remember, Lombardi's coming over from the New Orleans Saints where he studied under Sean Payton for six seasons. And Mike Williams has the size to do exactly that. He should receive a higher amount of targets closer to the line of scrimmage instead of what we're used to, which was about the two to three long catches per game. Again, this is why understanding the new coaching changes year in and year out are important. Different schemes. Where are these guys coming from? How did they utilize their players in the past? And now we have Mike Williams who's entering his fifth season and has a chip on his shoulder because it will be a contract year. Players tend to play harder under contract years. This man wants to get paid. He should be giving us a maximum effort every Sunday, making him a prime sleeper candidate. Now, he's not my favorite sleeper, but still someone certainly worth taking the gamble on. Since Lombardi has joined the Saints in 2016, Michael Thomas has averaged an incredible 150 targets per season the most targets Mike Williams has ever seen was 90 back in 2019, where he went for over 1000 yards. So even a slight bump of 10 plus targets, we should easily see him go over the thousand marker and see a spike in the touchdown department because he's only been able to muster a total of seven touchdowns in the last two seasons, but I'm expecting him to hit at least seven as his floor in 2021. So if Williams is truly set to take on the Michael Thomas role, He is being severely underdrafted with his current ADP sitting as an early 10th round pick. But the problem is, Mike Williams isn't the best receiver on this team, like Thomas has been for the Saints. With plenty of targets to go around, primarily with Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen, who we talked about, it'll be truly difficult for Williams to get a Michael Thomas workload. This is why he's not my favorite sleeper candidate or someone I'll consider to be a must-have, but still worth the gamble. If something were to happen to Allen, then William Stock obviously rises big time. But until then, I think his ADP is correct and worthy of rostering in all formats. A popular sleeper within the fantasy community is Josh Palmer. The Tennessee Volunteer was taken in the third round of the 2021 draft. He's 6'1", 205 pounds, and was strictly used as a burner in college. So he has some speed to him, which I like. But the problem here is that he'll be buried in this offense as most likely the fourth option behind Eckler, Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams to receive targets. I think he has potential to certainly be a good wide receiver in this league, but if we're strictly talking about the 2021 season, he does not hold value unless a significant injury were to happen. So keep him starred in your watch list column because he may become an important waiver wire grab at some point. I'm sure he'll have a few boom games, but be careful and try not to get too excited when that happens. Don't go out there wasting your waiver wire on Josh Palmer because he had one game for 70 yards and a touchdown on two catches. There's simply too much talent on this team for him to be consistently productive. Again, you're only grabbing this guy if an injury were to happen to Keenan Allen or Mike Williams. Now, on to everyone's favorite guy, very popular guy within the fantasy community, Austin Eckler. I can, I, can, I can feel it. I can feel it in the air. I can feel a lot of you getting real excited over there. Everybody loves Austin Eckler, but I got a bone to pick with him. Oh, you know I had a bone to pick with him. You know I don't like these popular guys, and it starts with Lombardi's lack in the rushing department. It scares me. Remember, he finished in the bottom five in rushing those two seasons he called the plays in Detroit. But after spending his time in New Orleans, I'm expecting him to use Eckler the same way they use Kamara. And it sounds great, right? Eckler's one of the best receiving backs in the league. It was just two seasons ago when he got 100 targets for just under 1,000 yards and 8 touchdowns in 2019. But one problem I see off the bat may be his lack of goal line carries or opportunities that he'll have to score. Like Kamara, I think they're going to use Eckler in between the 20s before deploying a more powerful back like a Josh Kelly or even the rookie Larry Roundtree like how they use Latavius Murray in New Orleans. Eckler is going to need to break off a big play most likely if he's going to score on a consistent basis. He only saw three touchdowns last season in 10 games with one of them, only one of them being a carry. And that was just three touchdowns. This is a problem. I see the appeal for most, but I'm not as high on him as you are. It's not that I hate Eckler. I think he's a great player. He just doesn't fit my mold for what I'm typically looking for in a true workhorse back. And in the second round, I'm still looking for that. And so should you be. Eckler's been a career backup his entire time spent in the NFL, and I don't believe he's capable of carrying a bell cow workload at 5'9", 199 pounds. And where he's being drafted makes me nervous, because you're asking me to slot him in as my RB2 with other workhorse guys still on the board, like an Antonio Gibson and a Najee Harris. Those are the volume guys. Those are the big workhorse guys. Those are the guys you want. I would absolutely love to have Eckler if I can get him as my RB3 or slot him in as my flex player week in and week out. But with his current ADP in that second round, it's virtually impossible. With my robust draft strategy, Eckler does not qualify as one of my guys to build that foundation on. Remember, you need consistency in the first couple rounds. We're not looking to roll the dice this early. And quite frankly, he's somewhat of a gamble any way you slice it, and you're not going to change my mind. He's a great player. He's fun to watch. But I need a sure fire lock, especially with those first two picks. And the risk just outweighs the unknown here. Woo! That was heavy. And there's some other running backs on this team that are all going undrafted. Joshua Kelly, Larry Roundtree, who I just mentioned, and Justin Jackson, who might not make the team since the Chargers can save some cap space by releasing him, so stay far away from Justin Jackson. Uh, Joshua Kelly had some nice pop to him, but ultimately not good enough. Will be touchdown dependent, and as you know on this podcast, we do not like touchdown dependent players because we can't predict when that's going to happen. And the same goes for Larry Roundtree. He was a late pick in the 2021 draft, too late though. Like he went in the sixth or seventh round, something like that. And statistically, those guys, even though they say you can get a running back late in the draft that could still play, typically the guys that go in the sixth or seventh round are not special. And that's exactly what he is. There's nothing special about Roundtree's game. He's slow and his measurables are weak. So none of these running backs are worth rostering unless an injury were to happen to Eckler. And even then still wouldn't offer much help as they would go into a complete full split you can confidently pass on all these charger backs besides eckler but if you're like me and don't feel confident in eckler let's go ahead and pass on all of them and it doesn't get much better in the tight end department jared cook enters the 2021 season on his sixth team at the age of 34 he showed signs of finally slowing down on a Saints team that lacked receiving options last year. The good news is that he's familiar with the new coordinator Lombardi, as Jarrett Cook had also spent time on the Saints when Lombardi was there. He's going as a mid-13th round pick solely based off his name at this point, but even in this barren wasteland of mediocre tight end production, I don't see Cook worthy of rostering. Someone to keep an eye on may be Donald Parham or par ham. I'm not really sure how you say that, but this guy enters his third season. He's six foot eight. This guy is a tower, 240 pounds. And one of my biggest indicators for tight ends is how long those arms are. His arm length is in the 98th percentile, which means he's rangy. He can out jump you and go pluck that ball right out of the air. I just don't necessarily see him making any sort of impact to the point where he's worth rostering yet but he certainly has the opportunity to snag a few touchdowns. Again, with Lombardi calling the shots, we've seen over the years how the Saints have utilized their tight ends in the red zone. Parham's size and wingspan makes him the perfect red zone threat to pluck those fade routes out of the air for six. So there's no doubt about it. He'll be touchdown dependent. And like I already said, we don't like touchdown dependent here on Fantasy NFL today. We can't predict it. Unless this becomes a consistent thing week in and week out, they're constantly giving him targets in the end zone. We can confidently keep him away from our draft nights, but maybe let's star him. Let's add him to our watch list because it is so hard to find that tight end production. Well, that concludes part one of our doubleheader today. Up next, we are taking a trip out to the Central USA in Kansas City, Missouri the NFL powerhouse Kansas City Chiefs. You won't want to miss my thoughts on Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, all absolute studs, but I may have a severely underrated player that's being overlooked by too many. So stay tuned, don't miss the show, and go find out who that player is by simply letting your device just roll on over to that next episode.